Welcome to Journal Talk, a weekly podcast about journal writing for passion, clarity, and purpose. Passion. Reignite that passion for the things and people you care about most. Clarity. Discover who you are and what you really want. Purpose. Get to the heart of life's issues to remember your divine purpose. And now, here's your host of Journal Talk, Nathan Oren. Part of the joy that I get in this podcast series is just highlighting the individuals across the world who have experienced journal writing as a way of freedom and clarity and and recovering passion and relationships and mending any situation, anything in your life where you are wanting healing or growth and just giving them a chance to share their slice of what that journal writing, what their flavor of journal writing can do. And today in episode 63, I'm talking to Dima Dupere, and she's another Canadian. We've we've had quite a few Canadians lately, and she's uh, also based in the Ottawa area. She's a social worker who likes to think outside the box, and she believes that the first place of any kind of healing is found in the stories that individuals tell themselves and others. So again, building more on storytelling from a few weeks back. Her specialty is therapeutic writing for groups and individuals. So she does social work, but uh, focuses specifically on the on the therapeutic writing side. She has expertise with uh, group counseling, group facilitation. She has lots of different approaches, including psychoeducation, cognitive therapy, motivational interviewing, and narrative therapy. And just speaking with her, I just felt a real openness, a real genuineness about who she is, what she's doing. I really enjoyed the ways, the the creative ways that she is sort of formulating her own vocabulary around journal writing and helping other people using these different techniques, helping other people. Now, while she does do individual coaching, she's also branching out and starting to train other professionals who want to incorporate therapeutic writing into their practice. Uh, So you're going to hear about the living journal process. You're going to hear quite a bit about these techniques. And some of the vocabulary that she uses is different than what I've heard. And she's she's sort of building it and creating it. And I I strongly uh, applaud her for that. For example, she's got this one technique I love. I don't know if she's named it. (laughs) Listen for it and see if there's a name. Uh, It's like a great big running bucket list. It's not a to-do list, but it is a a great big list of things that I found that to be very helpful. And listen for the technique that she calls moss, M-O-S-S. What's growing in your moss? I thought that was a really creative way to incorporate some journal writing techniques. Have fun, enjoy, keep on writing, and please help me welcome Dima Dupere to Journal Talk. Okay, and with me now is Dima Dupere from Ottawa, Canada. And uh, Dima is a social worker who loves to think outside the box. We're here to talk about her book, which was, uh, it's been a couple of years now, right? Yeah, yeah. Actually, I put it together in 2008. 
wow, more than a couple of years. Yeah. <laughs> but it's uh, it's doing well, and, and I think it's it's really getting some attention. And we're here to talk about your future plans and courses and all kinds of good stuff. Welcome, Dima. Thank you. Yeah, good to have you here. And why don't you uh, give us a little background on who you are and, and what you've done and, and kind of set the stage. Hmm. Well, maybe I can explain sort of how the book came about because it's There you the- go, yeah. Oh, several years ago, in the 90s, a friend of mine had invited me to a meditation group. And when I showed up, it ended up it was something called the living journal process. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So the facilitator would give us the theme for the evening and she would explain what we would be focusing on. And then there would be guided meditation and then some intense journal writing. And then we would get back together as a group and do some sharing. Mm. and uh, and I kind of got hooked <laughs> and uh, so I would go I think it was every Friday night or every other Friday night and uh, eventually the woman who was doing these sessions ended up training me so I started offering these groups and and I did them you know with the church ladies and and <laughs> with um, I did a few community groups that lasted like eight weeks and I also did some for caregivers or people who worked as caregivers so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. were social workers or or who had demanding jobs their their agencies would have like retreat days so i would sometimes offer journal writing in that sense mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and before before you got involved with the living journal process which i want to hear more about that you were a mental health counselor and how how long had you been using journal writing in your in your practice before that's in reverse oh okay (laughs) yeah yeah I mean I started keeping my own journal when I was about 14 okay (laughs) and and you know it was very in the beginning it was mostly just you know writing down well whatever 14 year olds write in their I know I know that's exactly the same age that I started it's just whatever's going on and or whatever the you know the 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 latest heartbreak is, and you know what <laughs> my friend did to bother me, and, mm-hmm. and you know, but but a lot of questions about my future and what I wanted to do with my life, and, mm-hmm. and uh, how how a misunderstood soul I was, and you know, and I was I was keeping a journal fairly regularly until I started the living journal in the nineties. And at that point, I I was not a counselor yet. Oh, okay. Yeah, this was something separate. I was actually working as an admin assistant. Okay. Interesting, always, yeah. Yeah, I was always drawn to that kind of stuff. And I always was hoping to become a counselor at some point. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And be doing this kind of work. So this was sort of my aside. And what happened was that, you know, I'd been doing the journaling groups for quite a while. Mm-hmm. And I decided to go back to school in social work. I see. So then that's what, so then, yeah. So you took a, you took a, a detour or a, a second career. You picked up a second path for yourself. Second, third, maybe fourth. <laughs> <laughs> I've done a lot of interesting things. I've been a tour guide and I've mm-hmm. been, you know, like camp kitchen and <laughs> admin assistant and, uh, you know, worked on different kinds of jobs. Mm-hmm. So I went back to school as a social worker one of the things I did, which was in 2008, 
I wanted, I had always wanted to put together what I knew about journal writing and the journal writing groups into a process for training other individuals who wanted to use this with their clients. Yes. Mm -hmm. So that's when I put the social work theories along with what I knew of journal writing processes. I see. I see. That's how the book. That's how, yeah, that's how it brought it all together. Tell us about the living journal process a little bit. It sounds, from what you first said, it sounds a lot like the Progoff method, where people are together, they're writing, they're sharing. Is it is it similar? Have you... Yes. Mm-hmm. It, it's actually based on that. I see. Um, uh-huh. The person who, who was facilitating it, I believe, had training in the Progoff method. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she tweaked it and adapted it. A bit, and but mostly a lot of what we were doing came directly from Progoff. I see, I see. And one thing I found so interesting, a little weird at first, but then I, I really came to respect the idea of everybody in the room is on their own path, and you want to be as respectful uh, of others' path as possible. And so for that reason, there's a lot of silence. There's a lot of almost detachment from other people's process. So if somebody were to uh, choose to read something, you're not expected to listen to it. You're just expected to allow them to read it. And you can listen to it if you want to, but there's no reaction. Like nobody ever reacts. Nobody applauds. Nobody passes, uh, you know, good job or, uh, you know, anything like that. There's just no interaction. Is it, is, does it have that element to it? Almost. Mm, mm, <laughs> it's uh, very similar in that we would accept what people would bring to the group with our silence. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was more of a respecting and honoring what people were sharing. Yes. By being totally present with our silence. Yes. Yeah, I see. Yeah. It, 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 at first it felt a little weird because I want to, you know, give people a hug either either yeah. <laughs> physically or verbally, you know, to let them know that they were heard. But yeah, it's it's holding somebody in a space in a different way just by allowing them to be wherever they are and whatever they need to be and not to tilt the boat, you know, uh, whatever that they're in. Just let them let them sail however they're sailing. And I found that to be really good. Mhm. Mhm. You know, having had difficulties in my own life, I I had a hard time sharing out loud. Mm. So being in a place where I didn't have to share And I knew that, you know, if I started crying, nobody was going to, you know, circle me and (laughs) do things to me. (laughs) Um, It made me feel safe. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I could have my own process and I would be respected in that. But I didn't have to answer anybody's questions about what was going on with me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I was welcome to share it if I wanted to. And so that was great. Yes, very good. Mm -hmm. And so then came Feeling, Writing, Empowering, a guidebook for integrating therapeutic writing into practice with groups and individuals. I love the colors and the, of the cover here. You've got a beautiful canvas with a, a swirly paint flower. I don't know how to describe it other than that. <laughs> it's a beautiful wellspring of, of color and, and emotion. Mm-hmm. Tell us about how this is your bridge to those in the in the therapeutic world to attempt to offer some training 
uh, for using journal writing in their in their practice. Tell us about that a little. Yeah, one of the things I realized working as a social worker is that there are a lot of tools available. You know, there's a lot of books on journal writing, and there's courses online, and there's workshops. But the people who might need it the most often don't have access to it. Hmm. Oh, because they live in poverty or they don't have internet or it's difficult for them to to leave their children to go attend a workshop. So my focus has been to reach out to the professionals and teach them how to use writing with their clients. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and it's interesting because from the time I was working on the book when I was at university, that was my main focus was to... And and I remember, too, one of my classmates uh, was doing her placement, and she knew that I was into journal writing. And she said to me, she said, oh, oh, I'm going to be doing a writing group with my clients. Ooh. And I said, oh, that's interesting. (laughs) And I said, have you ever done that before? And she said, no. And I said, wow. So do you know what you're doing? (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, you know, I guess she just figured she would just, uh, I don't know what she figured she was going to be doing. But to me, it's really important for professionals to be trained Mm -hmm. to do this properly. Mm -hmm. Because when people are writing, a lot of things can come up. Mm -hmm. Writing is a very emotional process. Yes. So if you're not prepared for it, if if you don't have the tools to know how to respond or not respond, it can either go very well or very badly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You're taking a big risk. You are. And I always tell people when I train them that you should never, ever give anyone a writing exercise to do that you yourself are not willing to do. Mm-hmm. Or you know, have done, should, yeah, or have done. You should try it out yourself to see what your own reactions are, what your own resistance is whether or not you had an emotional reaction, you know, how it made you feel. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, Because we're putting clients in a very vulnerable position. You know, it's like we're coming across as the professional and the person who knows what's best, which I don't think we do. But (laughs) that's how we come across. We're we're coming from a position of power. So yeah, yeah. Knowledge and expertise and mm -hmm. So if I say to my client, oh, yeah, you have this particular problem, I think you should do this writing exercise. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But if myself, I don't know how my own reactions would be if somebody put me in that situation, asked me to write that. You know, you're, you, need to know, you need to know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And, and it's different than keeping your own journal where you can stop when you want and, and you, you know, you choose what you put in your journal. But when you're asking someone else to write about a particular topic, then you want to give a bit of guidance. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Very good. Well, this is a little bit of a recurring theme on this show is, you know, have, inviting people on who, you know, especially coming from the mental health profession, just, you know, being aware that you can't just invite people to dig in and I, I'm taking this very personally because this is for for a couple of years that when I started before I before I really got organized myself and started a, a website and a podcast and everything before I really started to reach out and connect with other people on this I did just this I I kind of used the well if Julia Cameron can do it <laughs> mm-hmm. you know 
tell people to write for three pages every day and to, to bring to draw out their creativity. I can do it. I mean, I've done it for so long. I, I, I don't have any problems sharing that with people and not really knowing what to expect. And fortunately, I haven't had any major breakdowns or upsets or, you know, repercussions of it. But the more I'm doing this and the more I'm seeing and the more I'm hearing and connecting with individuals uh, like yourself who, you know, have more of a, a background in, in the mental health profession, I can see, yeah, it really helps to have some tools and some armor <laughs> along <laughs> with you in, your, in this journey so you can, you know, be really more of a facilitator of the process and not just uh, offering exercises with, <laughs> with some hopeful result. Uh, what do you tell people, speaking of results, what do you tell people are uh, some of the best reasons to keep a journal? What does it do? Hmm. Well, I know I often speak of my own experience. Mm -hmm. Writing helped me find my voice. Mm. That I, was, I was always terrified to express out loud how I was feeling. And being able to write gave me a chance to try out you know, to try out what I wanted to say mm. and to see how it looked or how it sounded, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, and a dialogue exercise is one of those. And, you know, it helps people solve problems. It helps them see life from a new perspective and work through issues. You can become, uh, you can set goals, you can become more compassionate. And, you know, you get to know yourself better through writing. Because yes. It's a mirror reflected back to you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And you can always change, you know, that if you're coming from a position, you can write. And oftentimes people write, and after they've written, they, they're able to see how they feel. Mm -hmm. You know, because that's often a thing, you know, and the therapist will say, well, how do you feel? Well, I don't know. You know, <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And you take the time to write, especially automatic writing. You know, you're writing and writing, and all of a sudden you reread what what you wrote and you're like, whoa, I didn't read. I didn't realize I was feeling that deeply about this. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and it's a mirror reflected back to you. And if you want to make changes in your own life, you can try writing with a different lens. You know, you can write, say things are really difficult and it's been really stressful, you know, and I've done this recently where I sit down in the morning and I write in my journal that it will be a good day. It's going to be positive. I'm going to be kind to people. You know, I'm going to look people in the eye. And I, I, it's almost like I give myself a pep talk. Mm -hmm. you know? and, and it's almost because I've written it down, I want it to be true. Right, right. <laughs> so it reflects a different aspect to me. Mm -hmm. and, and oftentimes the days when I do that are much better than mm -hmm. the days when I'm just grumbling. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes, and sometimes it's perfectly fine just to have a grumble day. Oh, yes, and yeah. those are great as well. Yeah, yeah. The thing about journaling is is getting it out. Express yeah. what's inside, even though it might not make sense, you know. And, yeah, I love what you said about, you know, it's really a mirror into what I'm feeling. So many people tell me that the first benefits that they start to see is being present to what's really going on like like it's a, it's a it's an exercise in checking in yeah. you know a lot of people just go through the day without really checking in with hey how am i doing like they wait for somebody to stop and ask them how are you doing 
<laughs> and then they give the pat. Exactly. Oh, fine. I'm doing fine. You know, we give the pat answer. But how often do we stop and check in? How am I doing? What am I feeling? What am I wanting today? Or, or what, what do I need to hear? What do I need to say today? And it's just an exercise in, in that habit. This is one of the first uh, things that I hear. Very good. Uh, do you ever go back, Dima, and read old journal entries? And is there any reason why that would be helpful? I do it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Especially because I seem to have amnesia when where my own life is concerned sometimes. <laughs> you know, sometimes... Selective memory. Yeah, there are certain cycles in our lives that seem to repeat. And, you know, because I keep a journal... I've been able to look back and say, you know what? Every year in March, I seem to have a hard time. So what's that all about? Mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. know, I'm able to go back and sometimes it's almost exactly the same date. Wow. So, you know, those types of things are important to recognize patterns and, and you know, moments of stress and say, well, how did I react to stress at that time? And how am I doing now? Mm -hmm. And also to be able to track my gratefulness, you know, mm. to track the wonderful things that have been going on as well. You know, I've been, I've been focusing more lately on making lists. That sounds kind of goofy, but I'll be turning 50. <gasps> wow. And I'm a woman who is not afraid <laughs> to admit that. That's um, wonderful. That's wonderful. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. It's nothing I did really. <laughs> well, no, being able to just uh, talk about it and, and share. I mean, so many people get hung up on the number, you know, like it means something terrible. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, other than it's harder getting up off the floor, um, it's it, it gets better and better. I find that every Beautiful. decade is better, you know. But in order to prepare myself, because I didn't want to arrive at 50 unconscious, Mm. You know, I mm -hmm. wanted to really celebrate and I really wanted to take notice of what was going on in my life and the people around me. And and I wanted to try new things. And so I made a list. Yes. Yeah. Tell us about the big the big list. It's three pages long and um, <laughs> of things that either projects that I've started that I didn't finish that I want to finish. Mm hmm. You know, social activities that I wanted to try that I haven't done, you know, like contra dance, which is like square dancing. Except to Celtic music, I think. Um, sort of. Yeah, I did that once. It was a lot of fun. And it, it and it was it felt exactly like square dancing, but the music was oddly different. It, I can't explain it other than it almost was like a river dance type music. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So stuff like that. Uh-huh. You know, personal challenges about, you know, some writing projects that I had or trying new things. Mm -hmm. um, so this is kind of like a kind of like a bucket list. Kind of like a bucket list. But some of them were more uh, conscious of my health, mm -hmm. you know, being more conscious of what I'm eating, taking time to to really be present with people you know, taking a day to be completely unplugged. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, so those kinds of challenges, you know, special places I wanted to visit, uh, exhibits I wanted to go see. Anyway, so I made that list. And the thing that's good about the list is I can go back and whenever I've accomplished it, I write the date next to it. Nice. 
and uh, I'm getting I'm getting there. Good, good. You know? And and but I've done that before. A few years ago, I had I had I forget what I called this journal, but it had um, it had things I wanted to do, things I wanted to accomplish. It had a list of things I was grateful for. It had a list of my successes. You know, and one of the things I remember when I started that one, it was in the early 2000, mm-hmm. was going back to school. So when I actually started university, you know, I, I was all excited, put the date there. And then when I got my bachelor's and then later when I got my master's and and those are all things that I, you know, I didn't really think I'd ever be able to do. Wow. So wow. It's, nice. it's interesting to, to, you know, to sort of put down goals and dreams and and to see that they actually, I was going to burst out singing there. But to actually put down a goal or a dream or something that we really want and to, to see that, you know, step by step, things can happen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's a great quote. I don't remember who said it, but we tend to overestimate what we can accomplish in a day and then we're you know disappointed we didn't do everything on our to-do list in that day but then we underestimate hugely significantly underestimate what we can accomplish in a year Mm. we don't realize that just taking small steps every day add up to something gigantic over 365 days but we think we're all going to cram it into one single day somehow yeah (laughs) So we get give myself a year for this one. So yeah, yeah, very good, very good. Yeah, and so uh, by fifty, you're hoping to uh, to scratch off a bunch of these. Most of them. (laughs) Very good. And and but the thing is that I'm not I'm not terribly strict about it either. You know, Mm -hmm. like there are some. I was looking at the list the other day, and there's some stuff I put down. You know, last September, and I'm like, you know what? Yeah, I thought I wanted to do that, but I really don't. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm removing that one. It's it's you know, and replacing it with something else, or it's okay. Yes, give you know? yourself permission to change them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Super, super. Well, I know that you're working on a new project. I want to hear a sneak peek about that. And I know you have a wonderful activity for us to try. Why don't we take a quick break and come back with those items? Sounds great. All right. We'll be right back. You're listening to Journal Talk. If you're enjoying this conversation, then you'll love receiving our weekly show summaries. These are short articles, complete with links to additional resources and book recommendations for each episode of Journal Talk. Head over to our website at writeforlife.us and subscribe to Journal Talk. You'll receive a free index of past episodes, plus a weekly summary and reminder when a new episode is published. Thanks again for listening. And now... Back to more journal talk. Well, we're back with Dima Dupere. Am I saying that right, Dima? You are. Dupere. Trying. Mm-hmm. It's a little Dupere. Kind of kind of French. It is French. Yes. It's and it's got not one, but two of the little accent marks. So going northeast. Yeah, so I'm wondering which which syllable do I really accent here? Dupere. It's a uh, <laughs> good, good. <laughs> Yes, tell us about this secret project coming up. Or is it secret or not secret? Well, I mean, it's still uh, part, of, 
part of it is still very much in my head. Okay. I know exactly okay. what I'm doing. I've laid it out. I've got the plan. I'm working on an online journal writing course. Beautiful. And this would be accessible to anybody. Because one of the things I do is when I give workshops, I sometimes give workshops in the community mm-hmm. just for anyone who, who wants to write but doesn't know what to write about mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and just give little tips and pointers on journal writing. And I also give trainings to professionals. But what I wanted to do with this one was to just open, up, open it up to anyone who wants to journal but doesn't know where to start. Mm-hmm, so it's just mm-hmm. going to be giving all the basics, you know, how to prepare yourself how to choose the exercises that you want to do, mm-hmm. how to um, go further with your writing in terms of asking yourself questions when you're done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Look at the different aspects in your life. So, yeah, it's going to be basic and it's going to be free. Beautiful. Can't beat free. And yes. it sounds it sounds like that you're hitting all of the things that I hear from beginners, like they know they've heard great things about it. They may have tried it in the past and gotten either stuck or bored. Mm-hmm. And so you're offering all those good, juicy things to to help people really enjoy the excavation process. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and to make it fun, too. You know? Yeah, like, yeah. It's, it's fun. <laughs> yeah, yes. Cool. All right. Well, when so you so it's still sort of coming together and. Yeah, I'm still working on the individual lessons. Okay. Um, so, uh, so I, hopefully I'm we'll hoping. see that in 2016. Oh, I'm before that. Okay. I'm hoping in the next couple of months that it'll be ready. Nice, nice. Yeah. All right, very good. And speaking of what what kinds of uh, tips and tricks that you might offer, uh, I heard that you have an introduction to four relational s- schemas. Yes. Tell us, <laughs> tell us. <laughs> Well, the term for relational schemas actually came when I was doing a French training for professionals. Mm -hmm. And I was explaining about the four relationships that we're constantly in and how, you know, being aware of that can help us start our writing or decide what to write about. Mm. Um, But since then, I've come up with an English way to remember this. Oh, great. Okay. (laughs) Yes, that sounds much more fun than four relational schemas. (laughs) That's that's the more professional, yeah, clinical almost clinical yeah. terminology. The word I have is moss. So, what's going on in your moss, or what's growing in your moss? Mm. And the M stands for me, myself. Mm-hmm. So my relationship with myself. So that can be where I write about how do I feel, you know, about my feelings, about my body. You know, if I have any illnesses or anything I'm struggling with, mm-hmm. my personality, anything that's related to me would go in that, that relate that my relationship with myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The O is my relationship with others. Mm, okay. So, so that can be, you know, friends, neighbors, teachers, people in authority, anyone who's in your life. Journaling, I always talk about you know, there is no past and present. Hmm. There's always, we can always go back into the past and into the future when we're writing. Mm, that's true. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, you know, along with others, I can include people who have passed away. I see. So this is the O is 
any any other like any other like notwithstanding any time period or even like this could even be fictional others it could right if i want to write to snoopy because <laughs> he's my favorite character in the in the uh peanuts mm-hmm. that would be another yes <laughs> wonderful okay and the same as if you you know when you get to your relationship with yourself you can write to your fear Mm, mm -hmm. or Or my ideal self or my future self or exactly mm -hmm. okay exactly wow this is getting richer and richer we're only on (laughs) mo (laughs) so the next s is actually two s's there's actually four s's coming up so i've split them up okay so actually you know if i was being precise it would be M-O-S-S-S-S. Uh-huh, the six <laughs> relational schemas. But no, no, it's just the, the next one is described with two S's. Oh, I see what you mean. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. The next one is what I call systems and structures. Hmm. So that would be laws of society. Ah, okay. Money, you know, it would be money. It would be uh, institutions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So the medical system the bank, uh, mm-hmm. schools, churches, um, churches, mm-hmm. you know, any kind of system or structure. Okay. Yeah. Wow. This is sounding very pro Yes. Yes. It <laughs> is. I'm, I was just trying to find a simpler way to explain yeah, it. Yeah. It, it, I see what you're doing. This is beautiful. I love how you're wrap, you've got a really nice wrapper around this. This is good. Mm-hmm. So the next one, the two S's, can you guess? No. <laughs> A society? No, I guess that's systems. No? Yeah, that's just... systems and structures. What else would he say? It's not coming to mind. Okay, I was going to initially use the word spiritual. Ah, okay. However, because I know that that doesn't always work for people, mm-hmm. I call it senses and sensibility. Ah, okay, but but yeah, spirit, spirit, and dreams and all of that sort of um, subconscious level uh, stuff. And also, the reason I call it, you know, senses and sensibility is it also includes what relates to my senses. So nature Ah, would go in there. Okay. Spiritual would go in there. Mm -hmm. Uh, My personal code of ethics would go in. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's the sensibility where, you know, what, what is right and wrong for me. Okay. And then for the people who are, you know, who have a strong faith, it could be their faith and their, yes. or I guess maybe the relationship with God might even go under other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it could go under both. Mm-hmm. Beliefs. Beautiful. So by knowing, you know, any day, and and the thing about writing exercises, you know, if we give just a brief overview, and I'm sure your listeners have heard many descriptions through your different podcasts. Oh, yeah, we've gone through so many different ways of doing it, but it's always fun. It's always nice to hear. (laughs) And dialoguing and, and automatic writing and all that stuff. So, so when you stop and you think about what's going on in my moss, Mm-hmm. You know, this moment right now what is taking the most place mm-hmm. what's or the most space mm-hmm. you know and if it's my feelings then it would be you know my relationship with myself so what aspect of that do i want to write about i see yeah uh, or if right now i'm kind of disturbed by world events 
which which would I guess would fall under systems and structures or others, depending on, you know, what it is, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, then that it helps to, the person to situate themselves so that they know where to start writing. Mm-hmm. So you can pick any, any writing exercise and you can do it with any of those. So, sure. And even just being aware of how much of your writing is in each of those four categories. Mm-hmm can illuminate some things like I spend a lot of time on, you know, the M and the S or one of the S's, but the other S and the, and the O I don't spend as much time in. So that could either just be, okay, it's nice to know and, and be, you know, continue on, or maybe I want to look at, you know, what are some O's? What are some, what are some things there that await uh, are calling for my attention that I maybe haven't been aware of? Mm-hmm. And the thing that, you know, I sort of think is that we're always in constant interaction with those four elements, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. whether or not we're aware of it. Yeah, I see. Because you know, right now I'm interacting with you, mm-hmm. you know, and if we're looking at even the, the thing of the podcast would be sort of a, a system or, a, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, something outside ourselves. You know, and I'm looking out my window and it's sunny and I just planted my flowers and, you know, so, so it's, it's always there. They're always interacting. Yes. Good point. Very good. I, I like it. It's a, it's a good thing to keep in, in mind and a good way to orient yourself around journal writing. And I love, you know, when you say this, this is a, you know, when you incorporate these with the specific types of exercises, you you've just basically burst open mm-hmm. additional possibilities, all kinds of new possibilities come out of this. Well, even if you look at like an exercise, like the dialogue, you mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm. Some, at first glance, you would think, okay, well you dialogue with a person. Right. You know? Right. But you can also dialogue with my bank, my <laughs> bank and dialogue <laughs> with, you know, the rule that says that I can't have whatever, or, you know, dialogue with my values and dialogue with my anger and dialogue mm-hmm. with my body, or dialogue with my Nature, headache. Nature, yeah. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful. Thank you, Dima. That's great. You're That's welcome. great. Tell us how people can get in touch with you, find out more and sign up for anything, you know, if you have a mailing list or something so that when your course comes out, we'll be sure to know. We'll, I want to be one of the first ones to know about it. How do we, how do we stay connected with you? Okay, there's there's a couple of ways. There's a few ways. <laughs> um, I have a website that mostly specifies the types of services that I can offer in terms of trainings mm-hmm. for professionals and explains a bit more about, you know, if people want a full-day workshop or a half-day workshop or an online workshop. or <laughs> mm-hmm. So that's all laid out on there. And it's in French and English, so there you go. Very nice. Yes, must be inclusive of my... <laughs> My cultural heritage. Um, (laughs) So that's just my name. So D-I-M-A-D-U-P-E-R-E dot com. So dimadupere.com. And I recently created a Facebook page. Okay, super. And that would probably be the the best place because 
there can also be some interaction on there. Yeah, especially if it's brand new, you want to get some you want to get some people voting you, liking you, you know, making sure that that gets a little bit of attention. So uh, I would really encourage people to visit that. Is that the same if they just uh, look up Dima Dupere? No, <laughs> no. What's the what's the Facebook page? It's uh, it's well, the regular Facebook dot com mm-hmm. forward slash joy this way. Joy this way. I love all that. one word. Mm-hmm. Okay, very and, good. And you know, I'm also on Twitter, which is very similar. It's at my joy this way. Okay. And my email address is joythisway at gmail.com. You so. would think your name was Joy or something. I know, I know. I, <laughs> I, I, I should have picked it. <laughs> Joy This Way. I love it. Very good. All right. And you have a very interesting exclusive offer for Journal Talk listeners. Tell us about this and, and thank you in advance. Oh, you're welcome. Well, I have two, depending on mm-hmm. who you are, what okay. you want. <laughs> If there are any professionals who are listening, so counselors, psychologists, social workers, who would be interested in learning more about how to use therapeutic writing with their clients, if you put a notice up on my Facebook page, I will send you the PDF of my manual, so of the book that we've been talking about. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Great. Um, And for... Other listeners, if you go to the Facebook page, if you have a particular issue or a question that you're not sure how to journal about it, a situation in your life that, you know, you feel would be good to journal, but you really don't know where to start. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so you go to the Facebook page and, and ask a question there. I can, I will respond and, and give you a writing exercise that might be helpful for that. Okay, very good. And let Dima know you heard her on Journal Talk. And uh, Dima, if their situation might be uh, include some details that they wouldn't want public, if they were to, yeah, if they were to put post something on there and then send you maybe, you know, Facebook has the uh, private message feature. Oh, yeah, that would work too. Yeah, I think think you might have to, no, I think you can send anybody a message. I I forget how Facebook changes all the time. No, I I just came back to Facebook after a four-year... Hiatus. Hiatus. And I'm still <laughs> figuring it all out. You know? yeah. Um, yeah, it changes all so the time. But, you know, and there's also my email. If people are uncomfortable posting on Facebook, they can sure. always email me. All right. Very good. And uh, before we wrap up here, Dima, was there anything else you would want to invite the uh, listening audience, the Journal Talk family to consider? Well, I have another lovely acronym. Okay. <laughs> to go with. <laughs> okay. I love acronyms. I know. They're great. Well, that's how I got through grad school. (laughs) (laughs) I would say, you know, you don't know what to do, then just swipe. Swipe. Okay. Swipe with a Y. Okay. Okay. Sit with your pen and enjoy. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) Sit with your pen and enjoy. Swipe it. Great. That's great. Thank you so much, Dima, for your time and good luck to you and, and all you're doing. And, and thanks for what you're offering to the world. Welcome. All right. We'll keep in touch. All right. And, uh, and I'll see you on Facebook. All right. <laughs> Take care. You too. This episode of Journal Talk is copyright and brought to you by Right for Life. 
a web resource for living with passion, clarity, and purpose through journal writing. Find us online at www.writeforlife.us, spelled W-R-I-T-E, the number four, L-I-F-E dot U-S. Thanks again for listening to Journal Talk. Ta-da.